Leafs and Canadians back at it tonight. Meantime, the Oilers, well, they're cleaning out their lockers again. And here's the host of the playoff show, heard after each and every Leaf playoff game right here on 640 Toronto. Greg Brady joins us. And uh, Greg, I was listening to you and Nick Kiprios last night. You were talking about the possibility of the Oilers going out in four. Now that it's a reality, do you think there's going to be a big change there in the uh, City Champions? I don't. I don't just yet. And I don't think that that impetus is good or that push is going to come from Connor McDavid. Um, they've got some salary cap room. They can be shoppers this summer. But there's two problems with the shopping, Jeff. One is um, the last time I checked and and listen, I've, I've been there. I like it. Um, but the last time I checked, Edmonton, Alberta is going to be located this fall in Edmonton, Alberta. And the second problem is, is that uh, is that generally speaking, um, players that are free agents who haven't won yet, who haven't won Stanley Cups yet, really want to go to a winner, a team that is showing signs of bursting through that, that, you know, like the Kool-Aid man through the brick wall. And the Oilers aren't showing that right now. Um, so, look, Connor McDavid's got a lot of time to think about this. He signed for eight years, three summers ago. Um, so a lot of time on the contract. I don't think he's going to start making too much external noise uh, about leaving Edmonton for maybe another couple summers. But who would blame him two summers from now if he said, you know what, um, it's harder to win now more than ever in the NHL. Um, eventually, you know, 16 teams out of 21 used to make the playoffs tomorrow when Seattle gets in. It's going to be half the teams, not 80% of the teams that get invited to the dance. So um, the clock's ticking. There's no doubt about it. The, the clock is ticking, and the Oilers aren't even close right now. Not yeah. close. Why are they not close? I mean, a team that boasts McDavid and Dreisaitl, it's really kind of mind-boggling why they can't really uh, get anything going in the playoffs. They had a great season this year. Uh, McDavid had a great season. Yeah, I know. I, You know, you bring that up, and I was doing some digging. Uh, I knew we'd get to talk about it today, and I wanted to be ready for the, the show tonight to dive into it more with Nick, as you mentioned. Um, but there's a long list of guys that it, it just felt like it, it was taking forever to win. Uh, I know you know when you were working in London two hours down the road in Detroit, there was this guy named Iserman. He can't win the big one. When right. When is Steve Iserman going to come through for the city of Detroit in the playoffs? And it took a long time. He was 30, 30 when he made his first Stanley Cup final. And he was 32 when the Red Wings won it. So um, and he was surrounded by future Hall of Famers, even by then, the Fedorovs and the Lidstroms and whatnot, even before, um, you know, guys like Luke Robitaille and Brett Hall. The, those guys wanted to climb on and and leave uh, places they loved playing in in L.A. and Dallas, respectively. So that's what I'm getting at with McDavid. I I don't think Edmonton's on the edge to where they're going to entice free agents to get there. But, you know, I, I watched a lot of the series. Um, I'm one of the idiots that stayed up last night till 2, 10 a.m. <laughs> I don't know if I would have made it to a fourth overtime, but I was given it. I, I was bringing everything. <laughs> I gave it everything I had last night. Um, and, uh, and, and I just look and I say, their defense isn't very good. Darnell Nurse is emerging as a star, and they have a 39-year-old goalie in Mike Smith who played well, but the other guy down at the other end's better. Like, Lee fans know what this is like um, from previous years. You, you look at uh, Freddie Anderson, and you're like, well, um, Braden Holpe's better, and Tuka Rask is better. Like, not by much, but when the other guy's better, um, that, that puts more pressure on your team. And as you mentioned, with McDavid and Dreisaitl, not many penalties, not many power play opportunities. They just aren't able to have the freedom they have to go end to end um, like they do in the regular season on a on a Wednesday in January. The checking is just tighter in the playoffs and it showed. All right. Let's get to the uh, Leafs and Canadians back at it again tonight. Uh, do we know any more about Nick Felino, who was a uh, late scratch last night? 
I don't. Um, but uh, yeah, Elliot Friedman, who's as dialed in as it gets said on the broadcast, there was some talk that uh, that he was not healthy going even uh, to Montreal. So yeah, he took a skate in the warm up yesterday. Couldn't go when you're that close. You know, the fact that the Leafs are up, up, Jeff, make me feel like they'll leave it another night because it's a back to back. I think one of the great questions will be Joe Thornton playing tonight. I, I'm curious. You know, you watch this team closely. I, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I, I think it's been a struggle so far. I know what he means to the team. I know he's that father figure to a lot of these guys, a little like Patrick Marlowe was maybe more so than Marlowe was a few years ago. But I sit him tonight. That's not that's not some slap in the face. That's not that that tells me, Joe, you're in for the long haul with us. We want you. We want you ready to play in uh, in, in late June in the conference final. We don't need you tonight. We're playing. You don't have to say that out yeah. loud. We're playing Montreal again. We don't but need you. You know what, though, tonight. Greg, what he do does, as you know, he brings an intangible, right? And he brings experience that, uh, you know, the Leafs are getting there when it comes to playoff experience. But uh, I know they cited last night on the broadcast, uh, I think it was Thornton's like 190th around their playoff game. Like this guy has literally played two seasons worth of playoff games next to uh, Caulfield's uh, first ever uh, last night. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, this is the one this is the guy they want to get the cup for. He'll be the first first player that John Tavares, if healthy, passes the Stanley Cup to. And that's a weird thing to say, right? If, if it ever got there, it's not Austin Matthews. It's not Mitch Marner. It's not Jack Campbell. Joe Thornton's going to get the cup first because he's 41 years old and he's waiting. It was the math I was doing this morning. 30 guys have won the Hart Trophy since 1970, and they're all legendary. They all feel like legendary names when you think about, you know, Gretzky was winning it nonstop and Guy Lafleur and Bobby Clark. But only eight of those names have not won the Stanley Cup. And Joe's obviously one of those eight. Three have retired. Eric Lindros, uh, Henrik Sedin, and I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. But they want this pretty badly for Joe Thorne. My only thought is, if you're looking slower against Montreal, and this is indeed a marathon, and we can take you out of the race for a couple miles, do it tonight. I mean, uh, there, there's guys, you, you've seen it too. There's guys that have stepped in and played well. Uh, Pierre Engvall's played well in two games. I think Mikhaev's been good. I thought Kerfoot had his best game of the playoffs last night. So this is the guy to have game for Montreal, uh, not Toronto tonight. But we'll see what we'll see what Sheldon Keefe does. Okay, I hate to segue from the Leafs to golf, but we're running out of time, and I just wanted to get your take while I had you here on Phil Mickelson's incredible win back on Sunday at the PGA Championship at nearly 51 he becomes the oldest major champion in golf history. I mean, just an incredible uh, feat over the weekend. Well, my favorite moment. I mean, I loved every second of it. I, I, I've i always been a bit of a Phil fan. I know there's people that are coming around to Phil. I, I've always liked him. I, I've never really been a Tiger guy. I, I just dominance can get kind of boring at a certain point in time. Don't quote me on that. That could be a drop later that could do, do a lot of damage <laughs> to me. But either way, when I say that about dominance, um, you know, Phil's always um, been compelling to me. Um, and, uh, and I just, I, I was just obsessed over the weekend Saturday. I'm yelling at the TV Sunday. My wife's like, you know, it's sat or Saturday. I'm yelling. You're not supposed to yell at the TV on a, you're supposed to do it on Sunday, not Saturday, but that's how much it meant. And Jeff, just the drama of he gives a, he gives two shots back to Brooks Kepka, who's in the prime of his career. Also wears the black hat a little bit on tour. I, I think that's interesting. At least he's got a personality. A lot of golfers on the PJ tour struggle with that. And I'm like, well, that's it. Like right out of the gate, Kepka gave got strokes. Phil gave strokes back, but persevered, uh, battled it out. And uh, and what a year. Like you think about it. I found it ironic, Jeff, yesterday, a year ago, we're all locked down. None of us know what to do. And they had that Phil Mickelson 
Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning golf the match. Event. And it yeah. was like on Sunday. Right. And we were all like in the rain. Brady's terrible. And he makes <laughs> that one shot. Um, he holds in from like about 160 yards out. And we're like, whoa. And then I think he split his pants on the same hole. I yes. <laughs> but but you, but you're like, wow, what a year. Tom Brady goes to Tampa after New England says, no, nah, thanks. But no, thanks. We're good. Um, and he wins the Super Bowl at age 44. And Phil Mickelson wins is the oldest ever to win a golf major. And you had to like it, too. Again, you're on TV. You and I look a decade younger than our actual age. Some women right. say 15 years. Yeah. So when I see <laughs> when I see them put up um, old man something or other from the 19th century, and a guy that won when he was 48, and Jack Nicholas, who looked 64, not 46 in 1986. This is a good sign for the for the for the young slash old men of the 21st century. I don't know what people were eating 40 years ago, but it wasn't the right stuff. We're living right, <laughs> Jack. Honestly. Yeah, well, this is the one fact that puts this whole thing into perspective uh, for me is the fact that you mentioned Brooks Kepka, who Phil played uh, with in the final uh, round. There's a story uh, going around that Kepka, at the age of eight, hung out in the parking lot asking Phil for his autograph at the Masters. And fast forward to, uh, you know, the other day, uh, Sunday, where they're going down the uh, stretch against each other, and Phil is the uh, victor. I mean, it's just some incredible, inspiring uh, stuff, and I can hardly wait for the uh, USO. Open uh, coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. And of course, can hardly wait for the playoff show, another edition right after the Leaf game tonight here on 640 Toronto. Greg, thanks for this, and we'll be listening. Yeah, thanks, Jeff, and thanks for listening. Mention it. We're right back at it tonight, right after uh, final buzzer in the third period of Montreal. You got it.